Good morning and welcome to BP's third quarter 2019 results presentation. I'm Craig Marshall, BP's Head of Investor Relations, and I'm here today with Brian Gilvary, our Chief Financial Officer. Before we begin today's presentation, please take a moment to review our cautionary statement. During today's presentation, we will make forward-looking statements that refer to our estimates, plans and expectations. Actual results and outcomes could differ materially due to factors we note on this slide and in our UK and SEC filings. Please refer to our annual report, stock exchange announcement and SEC filings for more details. These documents are available on our website. Now over to Brian. Thank you, Craig, and good morning, everyone. It's been another resilient quarter, despite the ongoing market and geopolitical volatility. Our businesses are performing well, we've delivered a strong set of underlying results, and we're continuing to advance our strategic agenda. As you'll be aware, the board announced earlier this month that Bob will retire as CEO, with Bernard taking over following our fourth quarter results in February of next year. Bob has had an exceptional career over the last 40 years, and his time as CEO has been one of great success. He has steered us through some of our most turbulent times, including Deepwater Horizon, and rebuilt BP as a stronger, safer company, and most recently has led the change on the energy transition. His dedication as CEO and member of the board earned the respect of not only those at BP, but also amongst the wider industry and business community. It's been a privilege to work alongside him, and I'm sure I speak on behalf of many, both inside and outside BP, when I say he will be greatly missed. But with Bob's retirement comes a new chapter for BP. Bernard will take over as CEO and member of the board, bringing deep experience of the industry and a strong track record as chief executive of the upstream. I know that he will lead our company with the same level of dedication and focus through what is sure to be a transformational phase for BP. Turning then to highlights and first to financial results. We reported underlying replacement cost profit for the third quarter of $2.3 billion, coupled with strong underlying operating cash flow of $6.5 billion, including a $100 million working capital release. Turning to strategic progress, where we continue to see real momentum. We continue to actively manage our portfolio for value focusing our attention on the most competitive opportunities for the group. Consistent with this, we recently announced the sale of our Alaska business to Hillcorp for $5.6 billion. This represents the end of a long history in the state, but the proceeds will provide a material contribution towards our target of over $10 billion of investments and supports the ongoing deleveraging of our balance sheet. In the downstream, we continue to progress our fuels marketing growth strategy, agreeing a new joint venture with Reliance Industries. This includes a retail service station network and aviation fuels business across India. It builds on Reliance's retail network with plans to grow from around 1,400 sites to 5,500 over the next five years in one of the world's fastest growing fuels markets. The energy transition also remains front of mind. We announced a further expansion in China through a joint venture with Didi, the world's leading mobile transportation platform, to develop electric vehicle charging infrastructure across the country. 
by combining our global retail capability and EV charging expertise with Diddy's large and growing customer base, we have an exciting opportunity to further develop our advanced mobility agenda in the world's largest electric vehicle market. And we announced last week the development of BP Infinia, an enhanced recycling technology capable of processing particularly hard to recycle plastic waste into recycled feedstock, supporting a stronger circular economy in the polyester industry. Finally, in an industry first, we plan to deploy continuous methane measurement across our new BP-operated major oil and gas processing projects. This move is part of our wider strategy to tackle methane emissions in our operations. It is ultimately aimed at delivering and improving on BP's performance in reducing our methane intensity. Looking now at the broader macro environment, Brent crude prices averaged $62 per barrel in the third quarter, compared to $69 per barrel in the second quarter. Following the attack on the facilities in Saudi Arabia, prices temporarily spiked, although this was short-lived due to a faster-than-expected recovery in Saudi production. Prices were also tempered by rising trade tensions and increasing concerns over demand growth. Forward pricing is expected to continue to be influenced by a number of competing supply and demand factors, including future OPEC plus production strategy, impacts from any further unplanned outages, US tight oil production performance, and the extent of the global economic slowdown. Turning to gas prices, the Henry Hub gas price fell to $2.20 per million British thermal units in the third quarter. This was driven by rapid growth in natural gas production and by storage levels returning to their historical range. Asian and European spot prices were weighed down by continuing rapid growth in LNG exports, averaging $4.70 and $3.30 per million British thermal units respectively. Looking ahead, we expect natural gas markets to remain oversupplied through 2021. The combination of slower economic growth slower Asian LNG demand growth and new LNG projects starting up is expected to result in some LNG export capacity being curtailed or underutilised. BP's global refining marker margin dropped to $14.70 per barrel in the third quarter, slightly lower than the second quarter. This was driven by weak demand growth, which led to a build-up of product inventories despite high levels of refinery maintenance around the world. The Brent WTI differential narrowed in the third quarter as new Permian takeaway capacity eased logistics constraints. And the WTI WCS differential remained narrow due to tight heavy crude markets and ongoing production cuts in Alberta. Looking to 2020, margins and light heavy crude differentials are expected to be supported by increased demand for marine diesel and very low sulfur fuel oil needed to meet the IMO's new Marpol bunker fuel specifications. Brent WTI is expected to narrow further as new pipeline capacity comes on stream out of the Permian. Now, moving to our results in more detail. BP's third quarter underlying replacement cost profit was $2.3 billion compared to $3.8 billion a year ago and $2.8 billion in the second quarter of this year. The underlying effective tax rate for the quarter was lower than previously indicated, mainly due to higher than expected estimated Rosneft earnings and a lower than expected impact from the upstream profit mix. Compared to a year ago, the result reflects 
lower upstream liquids and gas realizations, as well as lower production due to adverse weather impacts and maintenance activities, lower US heavy crude differentials, and a higher tax rate. Compared to the second quarter, the result reflects lower upstream liquids and gas realizations, adverse weather impacts on production, and a higher tax rate. This was partly offset by lower refining turnarounds and a higher Rosneft contribution. The third quarter dividend payable in the fourth quarter remains unchanged at 10 and a quarter cents per ordinary share. Turning to cash flow and sources and uses of cash. Excluding all spill related outgoings, underlying operating cash flow was $20.6 billion for the first nine months, of which $6.5 billion was generated in the third quarter. This included a working capital release of $600 million for the first nine months, of which $100 million was in the third quarter. Organic capital expenditure was $3.9 billion in the third quarter and $11.3 billion for the first nine months of 2019. Turning to inorganic cash flows, in the first nine months, divestment and other proceeds totaled $1.4 billion. We made post-tax Gulf of Mexico payments of $2.5 billion and inorganic capital expenditure was $4 billion, including final payments to BHP of $3.5 billion. Through our share buyback program, we bought back 52 million ordinary shares in the first nine months of 2019 at a cost of $340 million. So far in the fourth quarter, we have purchased a further 80 million shares at a cost of $500 million. At the end of the third quarter, net debt stabilized and was flat versus 2Q at $46.5 billion. Following the non-cash impairment charge taken in the quarter and related impact on equity, gearing was slightly higher than the second quarter at 31.7%. Turning now to some operational highlights. In the upstream, we have brought 23 of the 35 planned major projects online since 2016. We continue to make good progress towards the delivery of 900,000 barrels of oil equivalent per day of new major projects production by the end of 2021. Raven, the third stage of the West Nile Delta development in Egypt, is expected to start up around the end of the year. So far this year, we've taken final investment decisions on five projects, most of which are in high margin advantaged oil regions. In exploration, we have had access awarded in nine countries. And in the third quarter, we won two licenses in the prolific Santos and Campos Basin offshore Brazil, with other access in Australia, the Gulf of Mexico and Oman. We're also making good progress on activities to reduce our emissions. Our $100 million carbon fund has so far approved 12 projects, all focused on delivering new greenhouse gas emission reductions in BP's existing oil and gas operations. And we've rolled out methane measurement technology in five countries, with more planned by the end of the year. In the US, we are using drones and handheld cameras to identify and reduce methane emissions in the US lower 48, including in the Permian, where we are designing new facilities and retrofitting existing facilities to effectively reduce routine flaring over time. In the downstream, we have also made good strategic progress. In addition to the new joint venture with Reliance in India, we have continued to expand our convenience retail network. In Germany, we opened our 500th Reve2Go site 
delivering a strong customer value proposition and differentiated returns. In manufacturing, Solomon refining availability for the quarter stood at 96%, with record quarterly throughput at our Whiting and Cherry Point refineries in the United States. In petrochemicals, we signed a memorandum of understanding with Zhejiang Petroleum and Chemical Corporation. Together, we will explore the creation of a new joint venture for a 1 million tonne per annum acetic acid plant in China, utilising BP's proprietary technology. In the UK, BP Chargemaster launched 150 kilowatt ultra-fast EV chargers at our BP retail sites. This marks the start of our rollout of more than 400 ultra-fast chargers across the country in the next two years. This, together with a joint venture agreement in China with Didi, further underpins our ambition to be market leader in these countries with the fastest, most convenient electric vehicle networks. And finally, LightSource BP has added around 600 megawatts to its project portfolio through a number of deals, including in the United States and Spain. These deals further progress LightSource BP towards its stated ambition to develop 10 gigawatts of solar capacity by 2023. Looking to the guidance for the fourth quarter of 2019, in the downstream we expect a similar level of turnaround activity and seasonally lower industry refining margins compared to the third quarter. In the upstream we expect production to be higher than the third quarter following the completion of seasonal maintenance and turnaround activities. For the full year, we now expect organic capital expenditure to be below $16 billion, reflecting a continued focus on capital discipline and efficiency of spend. As indicated, we expect gearing to remain above the top end of our target 20 to 30% range through the year end, reflecting the impact of the non-cash impairment charges taken this quarter. The remainder of our full year guidance is unchanged. The DD&A charge is expected to be around $18 billion. Gulf of Mexico oil spill payments are expected to be around $2 billion net of tax adjustments expected in the fourth quarter. We expect to continue our share buyback program and to fully offset the impact of script dilution since the third quarter of 2017 by the end of this year. Since recommencing the program in the fourth quarter of 2017, the total number of shares brought back stands at $230 million at a cost of $1.5 billion. In other business and corporate, the average underlying quarterly charge is expected to be around $350 million. And in the current environment, we continue to expect the underlying effective tax rate to be around 40%. We approach the end of 2019 with a clear focus on executing the strategy we laid out almost three years ago. We are making tangible progress across the business segments towards achieving our strategic milestones, all of which is underpinned by a resilient financial frame. We have made significant progress on the programme to deliver greater than $10 billion of investment proceeds through 2019 and 2020. As indicated, we now expect to have announced around $10 billion of transactions by the end of 2019. Assuming recent average oil prices and in line with expected growth in free cash flow and receipted investment proceeds, we continue to expect net debt levels to reduce and gearing to move towards the middle of our targeted range of 20 to 30% through 2020. 
With the continued momentum across the business and confidence in our medium-term financial frame, we have announced a suspension of the script dividend programme. This is effective for the third quarter dividend announced today, payable in the fourth quarter. We do not anticipate offering a script election for the foreseeable future. However, we will retain the option to do so, subject to continuing shareholder authority. In addition, and acknowledging that many of our shareholders value having the option to receive shares in place of a cash dividend, we are reinstating a dividend reinvestment plan. Subject to election, this will allow some shareholders to reinvest their cash dividend to buy shares in the market. And as net debt and gearing reduces, we remain committed to growing distributions to shareholders in line with sustainable free cash flow growth over the long term. Before I close, I'd like to reinforce a few points about BP's approach to the energy transition. In early 2017, we laid out our current strategy, which is underpinned by safe and reliable operations. Since then, we have established a clear track record of operational and financial delivery, which has created a strong foundation for us to advance our low carbon agenda. We are doing this while also responding to a rapidly changing energy landscape with growing expectations for us to adapt at pace to changing demands from stakeholders. At our AGM in May, we supported the resolution brought by a group of shareholders seeking to broaden our reporting on how our strategy is consistent with the goals of the Paris Agreement. A lot of work has already been done and we expect to report on this ahead of next year's AGM. In summary, however, we continue to be committed to managing our portfolio for value and investing with discipline in flexible and resilient options, which together support our broader strategy in remaining consistent with the goals of the Paris Agreement. We are doing a lot, but there is more to do. We know the world is not on a sustainable path and requires a faster transition to a low carbon energy system. And we have an important role to play. As we advance the energy transition and with the announcement of Bob's retirement and Bernard's succession as CEO, we will now move our proposed event in November to early next year.